The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Football is back. AB is in New England now. Loving with the Jets. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, well, they're hoping to win a game in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, though, where I'm placing my bets this football season. My bookie is the, is the place to bet football every weekend. It has better bonuses and more profits than sportsbook, period. I recommend this to you guys. It's been good to me. They have live in-game betting on every NFL game and college. And they got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys... You can bet the over under on fantasy points team they score each game. Right now they have a first deposit bonus, hundred bucks. You get hundred bucks back, up to thousand dollars. Enter our promo code armchair, A R M C H A I R. When you create your account, my bookie, you bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, it's Vlad Harris here on our Panther Rants podcast. Happy Monday to you guys. We still got a Monday night game, you know, Texans and Saints. I don't, I really don't give a shit about that. But one thing we will get this weekend, or this week coming up, we should get the return of the Pit Live Wire. You know where they do that whole thing after a victory, where they upload it, and you know there's all that music and speeches and all the rah rah. And of course, all the plays. Yeah, that's coming back. So we we got the, we had the cathedral lights, and we have the pit live wire. That's gotta be coming. I'm not sure when, but it'll be here soon. Because as we all know, Pitt knocked off Ohio twenty to ten on Saturday at Heinz Field. It was. It's fine because I think at the um, as I was doing my bets this that, that morning, I had a feeling Pitt was going to win and cover. And um, at the time, the line was like six and a half. I think when I thought that, when I went to place my bets, the line went down to like. Uh, I, think, I think it was minus three. It went down to on my bookie. And I'm like, they're definitely going to cover that. And they barely did because they won 2010. And they did everything in their power in the second half to try to, you know, lose that you know spread. But then again, if they did, that's my problem. You know, I have to deal with that. They won the game. I have to deal with the, you know, the other stuff. I mean, it was a great win. Obviously, there's still some concern, especially in the second half is the big concern because, you know, week one, they scored no points in the second half. Week two, they only managed three points. And they could have scored more. It just didn't happen for some reason. And there were some uh, mind-boggling decisions like that, you know, like that fourth and one. They went, you know, they, it was... um, they could have taken the uh, offsides penalty, but instead they um, and had another third down. 
But they declined and went, went, for the, went with the fourth and one. And Ohio U blew it up. Because Ohio U knew at the time and we really couldn't do much else. Because we, we really weren't throwing the football that well. But, you know, that's why I said they're starting to blow up these plays and pick a can throw deep. And what does Kenny do? Kenny actually started to throw the ball, you know, a lot further. And he was actually completing passes. I mean, they weren't perfect. They weren't, you know, NFL, like, first-round top-10 pick-type throws, passes. But he was at least putting the ball somewhere where they can catch it. So, I'll take that any day, any time of the week. And if it gets a confidence, so be it. Because he's getting a lot of it as he heads to State College next week. And they're going to have to do something in the second half because Penn State's a really good second half team, as you guys saw on Saturday. I watched that game, and I think they were down 10-7 at halftime, and I, I said, you know, Penn State will probably outscore Buffalo 35 nothing in the second half. I was you know, I was wrong. Penn State outscored them 38-3. to so if you take you know if you thirty eight minus three thirty five, they still scored they still scored my thirty five points. And what was crazy is they covered. You know, it depends on what the line was when you bet. But I think you know, I saw on two different occasions where it was like 32, 31, and thirty. Well, actually, three different. That'd be three different occasions. My math is off. But uh, you know they they won and. Uh, now they got to play Pitt. And, um, you know, Pitt did a hell of a job on, um, on, on offense in the first half, I thought. I mean, it didn't, they didn't start out too pretty, but once they got settled in, they, got, you know, they were up 17-3 at halftime. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for, ask for better um, a better situation than that. Because given the fact that they ever thought Ohio was going to beat us, the defense did a hell of a job. They kept the Ohio's quarterback in check, which was good. They blew up a lot of the plays. We were expecting, you know, we all figured they were going to run because they're mostly a running team. But they're they like to throw, they, have to, they like to spread out and throw the ball as well. And of course, Solich, being a Nebraska guy, loves to throw in some wrinkles from his Nebraska days. And but Pitt was blowing those plays up. I mean, they did give they did give some uh, big big passes, but overall, you, you you know they only allowed ten points. I mean, that's really I mean that's really good. They could have let up more. I mean, they had a you know they had instance at the goal line and they held the three. That was a big victory for, you know for them. And we could have got those three points back, but our special teams special teamed. They're just they're very special, I guess you can say. And somehow, you know, they shanked the field goal. But we got three points in the second half. And, of course, our, um, you know, the, we had no block punts. So, after, if I have to grade the, you know, do the grades here, offense, I would say I would give them a, uh, a B. We got 17 points in the first half. Second half, we didn't score any We scored only three points, which is concerning, but... Kenny made throws, and he seemed a lot more confident when he was making them. 
it wasn't any of this short short pass bullshit. He was actually throwing the ball a lot further. Uh, running game, they have they they ran for uh, I think 160 yards. Vincent Davis had a hell of a, you know you know was really moving the ball. We had that going for us. You know, Kenny threw for 300 yards. I mean, I mean, it's hard to you know flunk the guy for throwing for 300 yards. So, oh no, I'll, I'll give him a B. Um, defense, they get an A plus. They gave ten points. They did what they, they needed to do. They blew up plays. Yeah, I know they um, they gave some, you know, you know some big throws, but they recovered. And although, despite they lost, you know, two players on the defensive line. They're still um, they're playing like as if, as if uh, you know business as usual, but now they have a big thing come up here with Penn State, which we'll talk about you know next podcast. Uh, special teams, they get a C, and I'm you know I think I'm being too harsh with them, but they gotta work out their shit. With the uh, with the field goals, I mean Kessman's got to get his act together. You know uh, the punter has been wasn't much of a problem this time, but yeah, I'm, I'm still going to give him a C. I'm like, I'm I'm still going to be a little rough with them. Although you know you know maybe I should give them a B because you know what we didn't allow anything on kickoff returns or or, or punt returns. So you know I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go from a C to a B. All right, I'm not gonna let. Um, a badly missed field goal put a damper on their grade because if I'm going to do that, then I'm gonna, I should then I'm gonna have to grade the offense and defense a lot more harshly. And I guess coaching, I give them a, I'd give a B as well. I mean, although that um that little fourth and one play was kind of you know was kind of uh, mind boggling at best, but well, same things apply. So around the ACC this weekend, we saw Wake go to Rice and win that game. I wasn't surprised by the uh, the score there. I mean, Rice kept it close in the first half, so I was kind of surprised about that. But then Wake, um, you know, they adjusted and and they won the game by twenty, which is also another concern for Pitt. It seems like, you know, second half, teams make adjustments, and it's just, we need to do something on offense. We need to make some sort of adjustment on offense. Unless Pat Arduzzi has this really awesome game plan for Penn State next week that he's just potting it, you know, in his books. I would hate that he would do that, but you never know. I mean, I thought James Franklin was keeping it cute as well. But then they woke up. Or maybe he was keeping it cute, and he realized, "Oh, oh man, we're we're losing the Buffalo, and they're blowing us up." The big game was North Carolina being Miami Saturday night, and I was surprised about that game. I thought Miami would win it, and after the um, you know the emotional roller coaster that North Carolina had the week before, I figured this game would be a letdown, but Miami lost it. 
and I'm surprised. I mean, um, Mac Brown starts his uh, tenure in North Carolina, beating South Carolina, Miami, which uh, you know I was hoping Pitt would uh, would be able to end their fertility streak against um, North Carolina. It's not looking too uh, too um, promising. It's a long season. <clears throat> Anything can happen. Maybe these two games, and maybe North Carolina falls off. But it just doesn't look like it this time around. And Matt Brown wasn't a bad coach. He was a, hell, a really good coach. It's just that um, he let his recruiting slip really bad at Texas. He just got lazy. And that's how, why he ended up, you know, retiring. But let's get to the rest of these games. Uh, Virginia Tech. Avenger last year's loss at Old Dominion. Although Old, Old Dominion was a 20.5 um, underdog. They covered that. So, hope you guys took ODU with that. Uh, Georgia Tech beat South Florida 14-10. Uh, I think, you know, uh, things are going to start to really fall for Charlie Strong at, at uh, South Florida. I know people laughed and made fun of um, you know, Tom Herman when he took the Texas job and Charlie was doing well all of a sudden in South Florida. People were, you know, were on that little train and well it's going in a different direction now it seems. Although um, we'll get to Texas LSU here in a minute to talk about that some more. But as the rest of the games went Uh, the other surprising one was Syracuse and Maryland. Uh, Syracuse got off the bad start against Maryland and just never recovered. Maryland just beat the beat the crap out of them. NC State won their game. Clemson beat Texas A and M. I thought Clemson would cover that. That you know, and, you know, Texas scored late. Boston College moves up. Florida State barely beats Louisiana Monroe. They lost in overtime because the kicker missed an extra point. Virginia, they knocked off William and Mary. No surprise there. You know, Louisville won their game. But yeah, that was um, pretty much it for the um, ACC in a nutshell. Uh, top 25, some games that stand out. Uh, Texas and LSU. I figured Texas would win this one at home or maybe cover. LSU made a you know, made a fool out of me because actually there was a lot of teams that made fools out of me this this pet this weekend. Um, LSU got a spread up, got a spread passing game and they were distributing the ball, throwing the ball. They looked like a Big Twelve offense with a with an SEC defense. Well, not really because they. Texas dropped 28 on them, but Texas is a hell hell of a team. Or no, 31 they they dropped, I believe. Texas is still a hell of a team. It's just uh, LSU. They won the the scoring race. So, yeah, I was was surprised. I figured in Austin, M. Crod, well, LSU just came in and beat it. Uh, Michigan, uh, you know, they were 22-point favorites over Army, you know, 
after what I saw against Army last week against Rice, I figured that um, they wouldn't be able to do it against Michigan, and they almost won that game. They would have, you know, the, the field goal at the at the end of the uh, fourth quarter for Army. The guy had the distance, but you could but you could tell there was a little. They were the uh, the you know, the snap and the hold. They just weren't in sync with each other, and it seemed like he uh, got his kickoff like either either too early or too late, and the ball just sailed wide right. I mean, it, it, it seemed like the holder didn't get the get, didn't get the, uh, the, the the hold in time. Something you really you can totally put down the kicker. But um, Michigan was a twenty-two point favorite. They, um, man, they couldn't even cover. I figured they would. But uh, there wasn't really much else going on as far as top 25. I mean, Cal knocked off Washington, which was a huge win. And um, USC, I thought Stanford would win that game. Nope. Despite losing their quarterback, they beat, um, they destroyed Stanford. But uh, pretty much that wraps up the uh, the pit game, the top 25, the ACC. As we get to some more fun stuff, you guys. After, ever since my last podcast, uh, Antonio Brown ended up with the Patriots yesterday, um, as of um, Saturday. You know, yeah, Saturday he ended up with the Patriots. I mean, the whole thing, the whole, it was funny because the whole uh, thing with um, him and the Raiders, it played out like a, like, like Boogie Nights. He gets into a fight with uh, Mayock and calls him a cracker, which upset some people. And then he releases a video with some, uh, it seemed like a WWE type promo, which was great. The way the video was made, it was it sounded like as soon as that video ended, you would see the um, the cameras flash on a dark WWE ring, you know, where the lights are off and the fans are cheering, or the octagon, where like you know you had the like the the lights flashing, you know, it's it's dark but you have those little lights you know flashing around, and you have the crowd screaming. It seemed like it was like a promo to a fight. But the whole thing played out like Boogie Nights because it, it, the uh, the fight with Mayock reminded me when when Dirk was uh, high off coke and he couldn't get it up for I guess for a scene, so he went to the uh, dressing room to get himself ready. And it's a shame because if Dirk had BlueChew.com, he wouldn't have any problem with that because BlueChew. It's got the same ingredients as Vagan Cialis, but it's chewable. And see, if Dirk would have chewed that, he wouldn't have had to worry about doing all that in the dressing room. And I'm sure it would have, uh, you know, did some with the cocaine. But yeah, if Dirk would have went to BlueChew.com and ordered himself some of that, and used our promo code CHAIR, 
he could have got his first shipment for, um, all he had to do was pay five bucks for shipping. He'd have been good to go. But, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's the 70s, so Dirk obviously didn't have access to Bluetooth. But you guys do. So get your, um, get your cathedral going and go to the site and order, order it now. You'll have in time for the uh, the Penn State game, and who knows, you know, you may run into some Penn State fans who have rectal rectal issues because they'll brag about the size of their stadium and whatnot, and how many wins Joe has. Just hand him some of those uh, those blue chew pills, and you know, they won't have to worry about worry about that stuff, you know, when they or with their uh, their significant other. All right, now going back to the actual boogie nights thing. So Dirk starts flipping out, say, says, I'm the king of Dirk. You're not the king of Dirk. It wigs out and leaves. And of course, Jack, you know, of course, Jack fired him, of course. You know, Jack screams to get the hell out of here. But then the next day, Antonio Brown issued an emotional apology, which kind of sounded like, you know, when Dirk, you know, after he, after all the coke wore off and after his, uh, you know, his buddy Todd got shot up. And of course, his, you know, his, uh, his car got shot up as well. He um, comes in. And he's all somber. And he wants. Jack, he's asking Jack for help. He's like, "Can you help me, Jack? I need help. Can you help me? I'm sorry, you know." And that's what it all sounded like. But then, yeah, he released the video with the WWE type shit. And next, you know, he's released. And of course. Yinzer Nation and the local me were all jump up and down over this. But then Antonio pulled the ultimate troll and signed with the Patriots. And yeah, he did leave some money on the table with the Raiders. But I don't, you know, he's getting some money from New England, but I think the money is really not much of an issue with him now. I think what Antonio Brown wants to do is he wants to win a Super Bowl. If he, he's going to do it with New England. And he would move New England with to seven Super Bowls, which would pass the Steelers. So I don't really think this is about money anymore. He wants to make his enemies pay. And the enemies are in Pittsburgh. Whether it's Ben, some of the players on team management, of course a local media who, you know. Oh, a crotch rocket. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving, so, you know, a crotch rocket. And, of course, the local media who attacked them as well. I mean, it, I mean, even before he wigged out, some of the local media types were all, you know, they seemed to be on his case. And, and, of course, he blocked some of them. And, you know, one person in particular was a huge fan of him. And he got blocked. And next thing you know, he, you know, he was pretty petty about it. But here's the thing, though. Antonio spent some time with his daughter, you know, when she was uh, going through leukemia. I would have been like, well, I mean, for me, if, you know, I don't know. I mean, if I'm me, a guy, I didn't really say much to get blocked on Twitter. I would probably ask, hey, what I do to piss you off? But the course, local me is now upset over this because of, of you know it's collusion and all kind of stuff tampering. 
Antonio Brown is in New England. The whole it's over and it's done. And it's, nothing's gonna ever out you know it's gonna outdo it. I mean, not do it, but you can't undone what's been done. He's there, and no matter how much you bitch, it's not going to keep him out of New England. But if you watched that game last night, and it was funny because I wasn't even even going to bet that game, I was doing my FanDuel lineup for um for that game, and I'm like, who the fuck did the Steelers have? They have Schuster, but who else do they have a receiver that can, you know, do anything? They have that Moncrief who, you know, who's been a journeyman. He's not really that good. They have Washington, Switzer. They don't have anybody. In the backfield, they have Connor, which I feel bad for Connor and Juju because now they're going to be the new targets. Now Le'Veon and uh, B- uh, Brown are going, and especially if they lose, it gets worse. Because anytime uh, Juju takes a picture of him delivering pizzas to kids, they're going to be on his case. And if anything, if I'm them, I'm getting the hell out of Pittsburgh as soon as possible. As far as Ben goes, people are you know Deion Sanders was on saying that he thinks Ben will finish the season; he'll retire. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. The Steelers got their asses beat by New England, and New England's a really good team. And they don't even need Antonio Brown to beat the to beat the Steelers. They don't need Antonio Brown to win the Super Bowl. They're still they're they're still locked and loaded. And if anything, Antonio Brown is pretty much just an insurance policy in case Josh Gordon goes off the deep, off his deep end again. But the, even the, even then, they're still loaded. I mean, Dorsett blew blew the Steelers up in that game. And of course, they got you know their backfield of uh, Michelle and uh, or Michael, whatever you call it, how you pronounce it. And of course, they have um, James White. So the New England, and then they have a really good defense. So the New England's not hurting at all. So I'm, I'm not sure how Antonio Brown's going to, as one person questioned, is he be able to, you know, to share the ball with everybody? He's got no choice but to share the ball with everybody because it's, New England's a, a, is run a lot differently. And if they need to get rid of them, they'll need to get rid of them. But if he wants his ring, he's got to, he's got to keep quiet and take whatever comes to him because this is going to work out two ways. It's going to be when Chad Johnson was there, and Chad Johnson barely played because he didn't really fit in. Or it's going to be like Randy Moss, where Randy, you know, kicked a lot of ass. But yeah, he's 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 dealing with a crowded uh, receiving core. But if anything, he's probably signed to get his ring so he can. And then, of course, if New England passes the Steelers. Which is a very good possibility. It's going to happen, and he gets to you know have the last laugh. As far as the Steelers go, I think they'll. I think they will regroup. Offensively, they're definitely going to have to regroup and do something 
whatever the, whatever they've been doing with their offense, with the with the receivers they've had, they can't do anymore. They're got to figure something else out because that's not going to work. I think they will win games. I think they. I think they'll make the playoffs. I know people are already handing the uh, the, the, the crown to the Ravens after what happened, but Lamar Jackson played a really. You know, he did against a really bad Miami team. I mean, he had a great game. And I think he'll have a good season, but he did against a really bad Miami squad. And, of course, Baker Mayfield, after what happened, well, Baker played last season, so they have more game film on him, so they can prepare against him, they they know how to beat him. So I wasn't surprised, you know, but what happened, you know, with them opening day. And, of course, when you're breaking a team with uh, with new offensive weapons, you're going to have, the, you know, these type of games. And I th- they may weather the storm. Who knows? If Baker keeps his head on straight, they may be fine. As long as he doesn't get hot-headed, that team will be fine. Kyler Murray was the brunt of jokes early in his game against the Lions, but he recovered and had a really good game. And I mean, of course, it was the Lions, but still, he made some decent throws. Larry Fitzgerald, eight catches, 113 yards, a touchdown. You can't go wrong there. I'm just curious how all the rest of this, rest of all this plays out. Well, in all, it was a good. Uh, you know, it was a good weekend for uh, for for college for NFL. Great opening weekend. Dallas didn't miss a beat against the uh, Giants and won that game big. Eagles came back and won their game. The Sean Jackson, no surprise there. I mean, Case Keen played a hell of a game, but I mean, they blew it in the end, and Eagles are picking up where they left off. Uh, Nick Foles, unfortunately, bad news for Jacksonville. Nick Foles goes down. So luck is down. Foles is out. 7 9, 6 and 10 could win the AFC South. And if anything, Bill O'Brien bought himself some more job security, if that's the case. Oh, well, guys, I'll finish up here. Have a great week. I'll talk to you guys later as we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into the, into the Penn State stuff and. More pit stuff, obviously. And, of course, look at the games. All right, guys. Hello, Pit. Have a good week.